They have a saying in Japan. The nail that sticks out gets hammered. After establishing itself as the defining franchise of a generation, our tale of Fast and Fury has followed in the footsteps of the great trilogies that came before. By changing location and cleaning house, a new story is written and a new method of driving is discovered. And while Brian O'Connor may be a distant memory, a new driver looks to take his place on the track and in our hearts. But if he wishes to achieve a level that only gods have dared approach, he'll have to set aside his love of dumplings and grits for dumplings and fish. He'll have to become familiar with a new method of domestic abuse involving cubbies instead of fists. And he'll have to wreck car after car after car on his journey to learning not only the way of the drift, but the way of the grift. These methods may seem strange and confusing to you or me, but in Japan, they are the lifestyles of the fast and the furious, colon, Tokyo Drift. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Reactionaries podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gruen. If this is your first time listening, what we do is we watch bad action movies and tell you all you need to know. So if you're scrolling through your Netflix and you think something might be good, probably isn't, we'll we'll watch it for you. Um, this episode is for what I like to call Three Fast, Three Furious, but it's uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Um, if this is your first episode, uh, go back one in your feed. You got the pre-action, which is we take a look at the trailer. We try to figure out what's going on in this movie, what it might be ba about. And then if you go further back, you'll get Too Fast, Too Furious, and then you'll get The Fast and the Furious. So I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, how is your uh, Thursday going? Going well, man. I guess we broke the fourth wall. This comes out on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how is your Monday going? It's, it's you know, what better way to start the week than watching yeah. Fast and the Furious movie? Uh, Tokyo Drift. So, um, yeah, let's start talking about Tokyo Drift. So, Joe, uh, take it away. Okay, so the first thing I want to point out is that uh, Bow Wow's actual name is Shad Moss. Did you know this? Sounds like a football player. I think it's because Thaddeus Moss got drafted, but it sounds like a football player. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Randy Moss a little bit, too. Yeah. And like, uh, but I kept like, you know, Amazon Prime has that thing where you can pause and it shows all the actors and like all yeah. their names. I like started using that tool for this because I realized they was calling people like Guido and like Blonde Girl. <laughs> and I can't keep doing that. So like, Joe, I started to use this tool. I my my thought on this is we can't put more thought into this than the movie makers did. So that thought never occurred to me. So I just let it go. I'll go to IMDb. That's as far as I'll go. Well, I just don't want people to get confused. Like I definitely still call people like blonde girl in my notes and like 
Asian techies, like, because just because well, they aren't important enough to have names in my mind, but like Asian Asian techie is. Oh, well, there's two. There's the guy and the girl. The guy and the girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so there, there is multiple Asian techies. So you did have to specify. I did. I did. Uh, but they they come up in my notes. Um, so you'll hear it right away. I still use those terms, but uh, you know. Anyway, found out the Bow Wow Shad Moss. Interesting name. So also quickly before we get into the movie. Uh, I wanted to point out that this is the first movie of the Fast and the Furious movies that made um, that had a loss. Uh, so we ha- we see the budgets at eighty five million, which is I believe about ten million more than the last film, and they made sixty two point five million. So that is a thirteen Eesh. or twelve and a half million drop off. Uh, and just and then, to give you kind of, yeah, and then yeah. they've decided to make more. Yeah, and people actually like this one. From every ranking I've seen, people say that this is the best or the second. Not the best. Best is always Fast Five. But, like, they say this is the second or third best Fast and the Furious movie in the franchise. Like, okay, like, uh, interesting that it would lose money. Um, It ranked uh, 41st highest grossing film of that year. Yeah. And, I mean, that... My working theory, uh, I mentioned it to you, is that Han financed this movie because he doesn't care if he loses money. That's right. all. That's all that matters is knowing the people around you. <laughs> that's all that matters. Spend all your money to know who you're hanging out with. Yeah, I wrote that that uh, <laughs> that whole little speech or little, which was kind of profound, but it just didn't make sense in the moment at all. It, and, it and also yeah. doesn't make sense with Han's life. We'll we'll get to that. It doesn't make any sense at all. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, so open on a high school. First thing before you get started, Joe. How yeah. old do you think that? Um, the actor who plays Sean Boswell, Lucas Black, is in this movie. Everybody is 25. Everybody is high school. Everybody. Yes. yes, correct. He is 24, and he's supposed <laughs> to be 17. Yeah, 16 or 17 or something in the film, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we open at the oldest high school of all time, and then uh, we are introduced immediately to Sean, and uh, we kind of get like a montage of, of a day or not a montage, but like just a walkthrough of a day in the life of Sean at high yeah, school. Yeah, just some just some various clips. And uh, we see him walking through a metal detector and he sets it off. Uh, so we kind of get the sense he's a little bit of a bad boy, right? A little badass. Ooh, little bad uh, boy. But then, of course, the mascot also sets it off and they shrug. So how much of a badass can he be? <laughs> um, the mascot, which is a duck. It's a duck. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the... Like, we can't say anything. Our mascot was a matador. Matadors are at least, I mean, they say quack the Titans as one of the signs. That doesn't, that's not a thing. Nobody says quack, like, you're going to just, like, make noises at the team you're playing against? I don't know. I don't know. Ducks are scary. I don't approach ducks at the pond. Well, uh, Joe. <laughs> I think there's a lot situation. to unpack there. <laughs> I think okay. there's a lot to unpack if you're scared of ducks. I They're freaky. Uh, so anyway, um, we see Sean learning algebra, and we also mm-hmm. see him eating McDonald's for lunch, which I thought was an interesting scenario in 2006. Well, it's one of, I think, two times in this movie where McDonald's is very prevalent, so I think they kicked in some cash. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it is noticeably McDonald's. It's not just some random fast food assortment. It is McDonald's food. And he picks it up, and he's like, ba-da, ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I'm loving it. And then he turns to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we see the Ducks football team 
And, Don't be and scared. The it's okay. It's just a mascot. It's not a yeah, yeah, yeah. six yeah. foot duck. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm less. I'm more afraid of ducks than I am of this football team. Nobody on this football <laughs> team is that intimidating to me. Uh, and so they're beating a Native American pinata, and they're led by like the lead d bag, who so is the sense. older, the oldest brother from Home Improvement, uh, right. Zachary, Zachary Ty Bry- Brian. So right yeah. off the bat, amazing. And he has gotten that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Sean is working on a car in shop class, and then we see him witness a kid getting spray painted, uh, and he does nothing about it. And that kind of plays in later, but also really horrifying scene if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, not not great. Um, also, there's I have some quibbles. There's never a uh, toolbox in a paint booth. Come on, guys, get your mm-hmm. act together. You'll get paint all over the tools. Also, very toxic. You're not supposed to spray with the doors open. So and nobody has masks on. And they're so spray-cating the, this kid on the bare belly. So all those bullies will get their come up. It's in 25 to 30 years. Go see some oncologists <laughs> and go from there. <laughs> uh, um, so we got a flashback to the or flash out to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. End of school. Blonde girl is flirting with Sean in a parking lot sitting in a red Viper. Yeah. And it turns out the lead D-bag is actually going to be a character in this. He is pissed off at Sean because it's his girlfriend and his Viper. And uh, he calls Sean trailer trash. Mm-hmm. And then the lead D-bag, uh, oh, right, he drives a Viper. And he shits on Sean's Monte Carlo. Yeah. But it's not the ride. It's the rider. That's, the a, rider. that's what Blonde Girl says. Yeah. Or the, Well, that's what he says to Blonde Girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, so Sean tries to be a bigger man about it and just kind of throw some quibs in there and then drive away. But then D-Bag throws a baseball through his windshield and a race ensues. Is it going to be a fight? No. Joe, is it Joe, a fighting movie? Joe, where did the baseball come from? He's he's it's in a football hard. uniform. It's right, football he's a football season. player. <laughs> he's a football player. He doesn't. Where does this baseball come from? Is he just carrying it around in his car to huck at Monte Carlo's? Yeah, well, obviously, chubby older brother from Home Improvement is a three-star athlete or three-sport athlete. Three-sport athlete. He's he's got the Letterman's jacket to prove it. Yeah, um, but anyway, he throws a baseball through the windshield. We get a we almost get a fight, but then he pusses out because he doesn't want to get hit in the face with a wrench. So they yeah. choose to to fight it out. Um, which I guess did he steal that wrench? He or <laughs> or he just has it. He he's could, kind of a gearhead. Because yeah. he's kind of a gearhead. I figure it, it seemed to me like it was uh, between his um, his seat and the door. So he might have it in there. Some people have stuff there that they can beat would-be carjackers with. So it might be that's what it's there for. Yeah, and a tire iron for a while. Kind of makes yeah. sense. Um, so then you get Blonde Girl. And, uh, oh yeah, Blonde Girl puts herself up as the stakes for the race. Which Wait. She's a keeper, am I right? So, Joe, it's better than that. So, okay, so... Um, Brian is or Sean. Sean, Who yeah, is I called Sean. him Brian, Brian a few times. Yeah, Brian, Brian is Paul Walker. So Sean is like, I only race for pink slips, right. and he's like, What am I gonna do with your your beat up car? And then his girlfriend, Clay, uh, older brother from Own Improvement, is like, Oh, I'm not gonna do anything with your car. And his girlfriend's like, Well, you can race for me. And he's like, Okay. My thought process there is if he says, Well. No, he doesn't lose anything. He's racing. That's exactly for less. what I put here. Why is he racing for less? It? He can, can only get... lose. 
Yeah, he can only lose. Yeah, there's there's no winning here. And yeah, Blondie is like a winner gets. I I wrote she is absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> Just if my dude, if my girlfriend like put me into a race and and put herself up as the stakes, I'm leaving her instantly. There's no race. I'm done. Like yeah. that is absurd. You're just like ready, set, go, and the guy takes off, and you just like throw it in reverse. Get the fuck out like, of my car! <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Uh, so anyway, uh, he, he's got a little more machismo than that, I guess, or fake machismo. And they they begin the race, and the D bags crew is in a truck, and for some reason, the truck is pacing the race. Uh, first thing to note is the truck is beating both cars, which should not happen. (laughs) Yeah. Very weird. Another, another instance of cars that shouldn't be going as fast or faster than they are like the cop cars in too fast, too furious that are just keeping up with, uh, with them during the, the, the drive down the freeway. Another instance of cars just going way too fast for what they should be doing. Yeah. My dad's old Chevy had a Hemi in it. Like his Chevy Silverado. Got a Hemi. uh, It got a Hemi and it got a Hemi. It basically topped out at like, I mean, you could go a hundred, but like, it took you a long time to get to it. Like you had, you would, you could hit maybe 75, 80 miles per hour, pretty, pretty quick. But to get to a hundred, you've got to like build it up a little bit and yeah. they're beating this Viper and this Monte Carlo, which just makes no sense. Um, but anyway, Kid Rock's blah, what a blah is blaring in the background, yes. which best song in the movie. Sorry. I know yeah. you love the, teriyaki the... boys have something to say about that. <laughs> uh, so it's already obvious that Sean can't drift. That's, yeah, that's or, what or I really wrote. He take... can't drift. Yeah, or really even take turns like well. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in a Monte Carlo. I mean, he's racing in a Monte Carlo. It's, it's, it's an awkward car. Yeah, it's an awkward car to try to take turns in. Yeah. Uh, but then again, so is the Mustang, like the yeah. 67 Mustang he drives at the end of the movie. Uh but anyway, Sean goes off road and he destroys the framework of a house that's being mm-hmm. built. And the D bag starts ramming Sean's car and the girlfriend hates it. Yeah. Uh, and I actually thought this was before yeah. this, before this, um, she, he, he is losing the race. Clay is losing the race to Thanks. Sean and the girlfriend whose whole idea this was to put herself up goes, I thought you loved me. Right. <laughs> like she's mad that he's losing a race that she put herself up That's as collateral. Some fucking head games, man. <laughs> like this girl is psycho as shit. She's like, I thought you loved me. It's like I'd be like, wait a minute, what's and, how did I get here? <laughs> and Zachary, Ty Brian, Clay, he looks like he's gonna cry. If you look at the scenes, I don't know if he's got allergies or what, but he looks like he's gonna cry. <laughs> like this poor like high school kid is just like I thought I loved this girl. I thought she loved me. Now she's being gaslighted hard. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that sucks for him. Uh, but I guess he was, that's what you get for beating up a native American pinata at the beginning. So, uh, there's this pretty accurate part that comes next. Uh, the Viper kind of spins out and gets totaled. And I, cause it was trying to do a move that the Monte Carlo did. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of accurate because the Viper is much lighter. And so it wouldn't be able to do a move like that without, like, spinning out. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, this is pretty decent. Uh, yeah, this starter race felt, I I think they actually filmed this. 
It's yeah. a lot less CGI BS at the beginning of this movie. There's not. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Well, until <laughs> until Sean goes upside down and there's it's like he's in the space shuttle. There's like floating Tabasco bottles and stuff. But right, right, right. Yeah. But this one was I like this much better than uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, because Too Fast, Too Furious was just like it was dizzying. It was giving me a headache because it was so many just garbage CGI cuts. And this felt good. This was fun to watch this race. Definitely. Definitely. It felt really down to earth and yeah. genuine and then i think you can kind of tell that they did film it because you see that film at the end mm-hmm. or not at the end like uh in the police station where they're showing sean the the film of him racing oh so from like, another okay, angle they, yeah they kind of shot this like yeah. they, they they shot most of this in real life um so anyway that'll flash us or to the police station where the cops are replaying the tape of the race and the cops say that he's going to get convicted and they crushed his car, which is a lot to lay on a guy. <laughs> That's also like whatever happened to, uh, you know, like no unlawful search and seizure, guilty into pr- until presumed innocent, all this stuff. It's just like some Not small town, some small town cop is like, crush that car. And they're like, got it, boss. Before they uh, even talk to the kid about what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> they show him is- the tape. Yeah, if that car went straight to the crusher, <laughs> like yeah. straight to the crusher. Yeah, and this kid is poor as shit. Like that's probably his only asset in life. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I crushed your car." Also, he, the cop is like, "This is a clear cut case of what trespassing, yeah. vandalism, destruction of property." I guess destruction of property. That's but, that's what they could really get him for because he destroyed like, that house. This is your third strike. They'll they're gonna try you as an adult. It's like they're gonna throw this guy in like. Maximum prison. security prison for like 30 years for driving through a frame of a house. Well, first of all, he's going to juvie. He's not going to prison. Well, he's they said they're going to try him as an adult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, we're going to throw the book at you, kid. And then his mom comes in and is like, please don't. And that's that. <laughs> well, she's like, please don't. There has to be another way. And it it turns out that there is another. Well, first of all, she flirts with the cop. It's like pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. And then they they settle something because it's weird. She comes out after Sean, which I was like, what the hell just happened in that interrogation room? <laughs> and then um, he's like, all right, where are we going now? And she's like, we're not going anywhere. Your ass is going to Tokyo to live with your Debbie dad. Yeah, which is I want to know if like she didn't work something out and he just fled, fled the country. <laughs> or, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of movie that would be? Yeah, because we don't know what she worked out in there. She could have worked out nothing, and she's like, "You're you got to flee the country. You're out of here." Like completely. She could different. have been planning this for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> she was just right waiting. Just waiting. She had the ticket. She's like, "I'm running out of reasons to to have him go to Tokyo. I gotta get this kid out of my hair." Right, right, right. Um. So anyway, that's when we get the uh, flight to Tokyo, and uh, he's going up the elevator with the guitar, and. Uh, or the escalator. And then he, uh, we get some nice shots of Tokyo, which looks really nice, but I've never been there. Um, but it kind of looks like Manhattan. And uh, have you been there? Have you been Tokyo? Tokyo? God, no. Yeah. God, no. no. Wow. <laughs> Dude, th- I have the opposite reaction. Big cities make me feel so claustrophobic. Like watching this, okay. it just felt like everything was on top of me. Like watching this movie made me less likely to want to go to Tokyo. Interesting. Yeah, it makes yeah. me really claustrophobic, especially Brian's dad's apartment. I was just well, like, well, there we go, right? Because he's not gonna... staying in the nice part of Tokyo. Yeah, he's going to scratch his... my skin off. I was feeling so claustrophobic. He's staying in his dad's shanty town shack. Yeah, uh, and it is the, about the size of the bike rack that's next to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it it's very small. Yeah, 
Like we got tiny houses. Like they make our tiny houses look like mansions. Like this is yeah. ridiculous. Hey, what do you think the tiny house people are doing during quarantine? Have they just murdered each other? Because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> I don't even want to think about the amount of bodies piling up in those things. There's nowhere to put them. You can't even hide them in the house. It's terrifying. Um, but anyway, the major says uh, you can't keep. Well, that's his name, right? The dad's name's Major. Major. Get his name, Major Boswell. Uh, you can't keep moving away every time you get in trouble. And then Sean says, work for you. And I and they don't really go into detail on this. And I'm wondering, like, is his dad a criminal? Is he a deadbeat? Or is he just stationed in Tokyo? Like, they don't flesh it out enough. But I get more and more curious about Major's backstory as this movie goes on. So you you, uh, you hoping for a, a Fast and Furious present prequel. <laughs> Major <Jamie>. Boswell? <laughs> Major Boswell prequel. I put it later just in my notes. Flesh out this universe. Yeah, so uh, the major lays out his rules, his house rules. He says, you go to school, come home after, and you don't go anywhere near cars. Mm -hmm. And Sean kind of goes, okay. Follows the rules, end of movie. Right. (laughs) He's not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, No, he, uh, well, then he gets shown to his closet bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you get the bedroom. I'm like, "Mm." it's his closet because he's got all his clothes in there. (laughs) Yeah, it. Which why is there a window in the closet? I'm good point. Yeah, yeah. And why is that Japanese lady like right there? Like, I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that got me. He opens the blind. He opens the curtain. Japanese Japanese noodle lady. Which I don't think we need to say people are Japanese. It's in Japan. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've lady. only been in Japan for like a few minutes. But you're yeah. right. I cut out the Japanese stuff later. Yeah, but uh, uh, noodle lady sees him, waves at him. He closed the blinds. He. Right. Wakes up, he presumably goes to bed, wakes up the next morning, sun is coming through the blinds. Oh, that's so a good did point. He open them? Did Noodle Lady open them to watch is, him sleep? Is Noodle Lady a ghost? Yeah. Is Noodle Lady a she was pretty old. She could have died eating those noodles weeks ago. Very old and super happy to be eating noodles and watching oh, a game show at night. Why why wouldn't you be? I guess that's true. Yeah, there <laughs> I see nothing wrong with with noodle lady other than yeah he's sleeping we got we got uh sean sleeping in a closet we got noodle lady living her best life so i mean i would be happy too if i was noodle lady if they just pivoted the movie to noodle lady i think we'd both be okay with it Uh, joe joe major boswell noodle lady buddy cop movie buddy cop (laughs) (laughs) let's go uh okay so it's the next morning uh, sun's shining through that window and yep. dad has left an alarm and a uniform for uh, his son Sean yeah. and uh, it also says the train leaves at 7 but that doesn't help Sean because he doesn't know how the trains work so yeah. he's still late to school also uh, he's in Japan completely right. different language completely different alphabet it can't even make heads or tails of anything yeah we get the sense he's never been to Japan before because he can't communicate with anyone no and, and uh, this is where we get the five, six, seven, eights. Is the this the five, six, like, seven, eights? Yeah, it's the oh, five, okay. six, seven, eights that are playing. Yeah, from uh, the Kinda Kill Bill. sounded like them. Yeah, yeah if, there's another Kill Bill connection in this movie later on. If you okay. le- if you need a lady uh, Japan band, five, six, seven, eights are your band. Yeah, okay. Maybe that'll be the closing song. Who knows? There you go. Uh, so uh, we, yeah, we roll up on Watakura High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's introduced to his first teacher. 
And she seems nice. Uh, she can't speak any English, and she's not happy about his shoes in the classroom. So he has to wear slippers. Yeah, which, by uh, the way, I, right off I the bat, no we, yeah. we find out this is the worst possible plan they could have had. Just absolutely terrible. They didn't even get him into, like, an English language school in Japan. It's right. just like, just go to this Japanese public school, and good luck. Like, we're Figure lucky. It out. That, yeah, we're lucky <laughs> that Twinkie and Nila show up, because otherwise it's just like, here you go. Have fun. Yeah. yeah, he's flaming out quick from that school if he doesn't get some help. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I have no idea if that slippers thing is a real thing in school, uh, but I did mark it as my Japanese culture lesson number one. And Very I have four cool. more. About the movie. Oh, good. Good to know. Um. So then we see uh, our, uh, who I called Latina girl in the trailer. Turns out she's Aboriginal or Australian or something. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, she's making eyes at Sean immediately. And uh, Sean, uh, then we go to the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. And Sean apparently doesn't like fish. So he opts for like an eggplant emoji shaped uh, mochi. <laughs> that's a fish cake. That's a fish cake. Was that's what that is. Cake? Yeah, that's a fish cake. Like you get them in your ramen or whatever. I thought but it was yeah, mochi. It... No, mochi is like a ball. Yeah, but I what? thought it was like shaped like, like they well, cut no. it up and shaped no. it in a way. I don't no. think so. Because mochi is just, cake. yeah, that's a fish cake. Because mochi is ice cream. You think he's just eating ice cream for lunch? Well, no, no, no. There's there's mochi ice cream that has ice cream in it. But then mochi is just the doughy stuff on the oh, outside. Oh, you're right. You're right. You can you're have right. just that. And so that's what I thought he was eating. That sounds was, awful. That sounds like going to a luau and eating just like poi. That just like slop. Right. Well, yeah. but he likes it, whatever it is, whether it's yeah. fish cake or mochi yeah. or whatever. That spread was uh, amazing, though. I wish, you know. Yeah, yeah I didn't think it looked bad at all. Yeah, I would have I would have ducked in there. That was like the old um that uh all you could eat uh Asian food place. That was just like every it was like Chinese food, sushi, um that we used to go to um with like brain in them. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it, it was like that lo- like I was like if Mariloma had that, buddy, we would have been in business. <laughs> me. And I'd have been like 15 pounds lighter cuz I would have been eating pizzas. <laughs> I know. Pizza for lunch every day. Just what <laughs> a body. Not a good idea. Don't eat pizza, kids. Uh, so anyway, Bow Wow shows up, and he tries to sell Sean a laptop, a cell phone, and Jordans. And we get the sense that all these are stolen. Yeah, state-of-the-art laptops, by the way. 2006, yeah. state-of-the-art laptops, the best flip phones. Best flip phones, because the, the first smartphones come out the next year. So these are the yeah. best flip phones on the market. And yeah. a pair of red Jordans that LeBron can't even get his hands on. Yeah, well, you know, LeBron James was like uh 20 he's like our age so in 2006 he's like 24 he was a phenom here's my question do you think he had any vhs dvd combos in that bag do you think he's part of this pipeline (laughs) i got some crazy dvd vhs combo conspiracies later in this movie yeah that's why the guy who shows up shows up joe it all connects that's the connection to dom oops sorry oh Uh, (laughs) <laughs> we'll cut it that out maybe maybe not nope, uh, will not. <laughs> i will not anyway. that edit uh so anyway bow wow is an army brat too uh-huh and uh we find out that oh so bow wow also has a car he shows sean his absurd hulk car ridiculous that Absolutely. has like hair and fists coming out of it <laughs> yeah. and the back the the lift gate is a foot yeah the, the right. hulk's foot which is is Fast and the Furious part of the MCU, Joe? Like, is this an actual? I mean, it plays like the MCU at times. I mean, yeah. Joe, who knows? 
That's the, the big surprise is that Thor shows up in Fast 4. That's the... Not to spoil it for you. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay, so Sean uh, says, y'all better have some real cars around here. And I'm like, bro, you got no car. What do you <laughs> talk about? <laughs> you are very high and mighty for somebody who has to take the train. You smash your only car. Remember, you don't get to talk. Uh, so then Bawa takes Sean to a parking lot uh, street race to show mm-hmm. him some real cars. And boy, are there. There are tons of nice Mazdas in this parking lot uh and hot girls and djs mm-hmm. which and... dj in a parking garage have you ever heard a noise in a parking garage that's and gonna sound, sound horrible. <laughs> it's gonna sound so bad and all these people all these people are dancing yeah you get some speed up shots unnecessarily throughout the crowd um and then uh bow wow bow wow tosses sean a box of kleenex for when he blows his wad as he put, so delicately puts it, which feels like a bad improv scene. It, yeah, it, it's like it, Bow Wow came up with that on his own. But, and you know, like forced him to put it in it because of the star power Bow Wow. They couldn't, you know, turn it down. Well, dude, we say that ironically, but he's probably the biggest star in this whole movie. <laughs> Zachary Ty Bryan was the star of home when it starts of home improvement. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, he is 100 percent. And his role stinks in this movie. Just a heads up, guys. Uh, so anyway, uh, Aboriginal girl, we find out her name is Neela. Mm-hmm. We also find out that she drives a sweet Mazda RX-8 and apparently knows how to race. Yeah. And Neela, uh, we get a little exchange between her and one of her tech crew girls. She's like, that's not right for the way I drive. And the tech girl in Japanese says, because you drive wrong, see? And she points to a computer. And then Neela says, hey, I don't need a computer to tell me about my throttle response. Um, and then Sean drops a real awkward pick, pickup line. He's like, you wouldn't have that problem with a V8. And then he continues to shit on Japanese engines. So, yeah, which is a great thing to do when you're surrounded by Japanese people and Japanese engines. Right. And a girl who's obviously not impressed with your V8 talk. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting first interaction between these two. Uh, and then Sean says, so where are you from? And Neela says, does it really matter where I'm from? And I said, it mattered to me. That's what I, I said <laughs> in the last podcast. I was like, what is this girl? Is she Latina? Is she where, Japanese? I have no idea what's going on what with this girl. Yeah, she's got to be Aboriginal, which she she moved there at 10. We find out later. She does not have a hint of a, or Australian accent except for one scene. No, dude, it builds throughout the movie. Because yeah. she says this throttle response, she actually calls it a throttle response. A throttle response, yeah. And, and then... I was like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we get our bad we guy. Get, yes, we get introduced to the yin and the yang of the Tokyo Drift universe, also known as DK and Han. DK, also known as Takashi. Takashi, who, right. Yeah, Takashi, who is, uh, only Mila calls him Takashi. Yeah, so it seems like more of an affectionate term. Everybody else calls him DK, mm-hmm. which stands for... Donkey Kong. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for drifting. <laughs> oh, well, that's what Sean says. Yes, that's what Sean says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have um, to be. As, I have to put my head in the mindset of the characters in the movie, so I had to think it was uh, Donkey Kong. Yeah, no, but unfortunately, it's, it's Drift King. He's the king okay. of Drift. Um, so then DK approaches Sean, and he calls him... We get another word. We, uh, he calls him a gaijin. Mm-hmm. which means foreigner yeah um, outsider and neela does not like that at all uh but then dk kisses neela on the cheek and says like 
Oh, well, and Sean doesn't know what the hell that means. He's like, what does Gaijin mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't understand it. And then he, uh, DK kisses Neil on the cheek and says, understand that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah he, buddy. He's their their boyfriend, girlfriend, or, or something. We find out throughout the movie. So anyway. Uh, yeah. The, wow. the, the, the relationship there is very weird. Between Super weird. Uh, DK, thing on DK and Neela, yeah. As we find out more. So anyway, Bow Wow says to DK... And his name is is Twinkie, but I'm going to keep calling him Bow Wow just because <laughs> I call guys by their rap names. I just do. Uh, Bow Wow says to DK. Uh, oh, he says that DK is Yakuza. Mm-hmm. And Sean immediately turns up the heat. <laughs> like he turns up the heat on the argument. He gets it back in his face. You think they're going to fight? Um, oh, yeah. Sean calls DK the Justin Timberlake of Japan, which feels which, like a compliment in 2020. <laughs> which, no, that dude is ugly. He is ugly. Yeah, he is so ugly. And I was, I was like, not well, Justin Timberlake, the DK guy. Yeah, DK. I didn't yeah. feel like I was like, well, maybe it's you know, I, I don't know, um, different uh, races, you know, whatever. And then Neela no, is like, a good looking guy. Yeah. Later on in the movie, Neela was like, well, would anybody even look at you <laughs> if your uncle wasn't Yakuza? I was like, okay, he is ugly. <laughs> Woo, okay, good. All right. Anyway, uh, but calling him Justin Timberlake seems like a real compliment in 2020 and probably was a compliment in 2006, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, he calls it him it again. And DK spins around You're like, are we fighting here? Nope. He just gets within kissing distance. <laughs> he just right up to his face, um, almost lips to lips. And Sean ch- challenges DK to a race, but he doesn't have a car. Yeah. So Han, amazing uh, logic. Just amazing yeah. logic. Like so, we had we had uh, gorilla logic. Then we have twelve year logic. Now we have like every. I know I'm the main character of this movie. Logic, like that's the only yeah. way it works. <laughs> he snaps his fingers and things happen. Yeah, um, and he does. Han throws him the keys to his car. He's like, yeah. "All right, I'm in the clear." This guy that uh, I've for like fifteen seconds, and all fifteen seconds, he's just been not understanding Japanese, and then calling this ugly guy Justin Timberlake, and he's like, "All right." That's the guy I'm pinning That's my, my guy. To. That's my guy. Uh, so anyway, we find out DK stands for drifting. We already said that. Mm-hmm. Sean doesn't know what drifting is, but he sees two cars skate by sideways. And then he gets the line from Bow Wow says, do you need a dictionary? He's like, yeah, which plays much better in the movie than the trailer. I was waiting for that. That in they must have cut. They must have cut that after they, they saw the trailer. It yeah. came out of order. Yeah. Yeah. Because still need to like what's drifting doors open to drifting and then um says still need a dictionary or need a dictionary or whatever that plays much better so as a quick note aside uh i actually really like the emphasis on the drifting in this movie and i didn't think uh, that i would when i was watching the trailer but it definitely seems to be the only way that you can compete in these parking lot and mountainside condition or uh, competitions yeah it changes the the races from the first two movies, which were just straight line races, basically. So it does add another element of like, you're not just watching the same exact thing over and over. Yeah. With drifting thrown in, like the drifting is a key element to Mm -hmm. the actual race itself. Yeah. And the storyline we find out. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, uh, Bow Wow then gives a breakdown of Han's car. Uh, Well, it's Han's car that he's loaning out to, uh, to Sean here. To his best friend, Sean, that he said four words to. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, that relationship moved quicker than like Brian and Mia in the first one. Like they're just <laughs> best friends from high school now. Who knows? Maybe Han has the same end. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, he says, Bow Wow says that he built this engine from the ground up and that it's the Mona Lisa of the drifting world. Yeah. Uh, and basically breaks it down. He says it's got forged pistons, bigger turbo. It's got new rods and a new crankshaft. Uh, bottom line, the car is super expensive. And uh, we already start to get a bad feeling because Bow is yeah. like, are you sure you should be doing this? This, I mean, Sean is not impressed with this pep talk. He's just like, dude, tell me how to drift. Yeah, that's that's uh, all. He's like, give me the three second way to drift so I can beat this guy known as Drift King. So Bow Wow gives him, you know, pretty simple thing. He says, all right, easiest way that you can do this is handbraking. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to pull the e-brake and then you're going to power over. And yeah. Sean's already lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's like, already. Uh, e-brake. What does that mean? And then uh, 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 he, he was as confused as the guy in Too Fast, Too Furious when uh, when uh, Brian asked him to just hold the wheel. Taking the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That. I don't yeah. know. What's an e-brake? And then Bow is just like, just don't fuck the car up. Yeah. And what does he do immediately? He fucks the car up. <laughs> he starts, he fucks the car up immediately. Well, first he pulls out ahead of DK. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is this DK guy all he's made up to be? And DK just smirks because he knows what's coming. He went to the Ava Mendez School of uh, Facial Expressions. That's right. And uh, Sean is going way too fast because Sean didn't see he's got a big old wall in front of him. Yeah. Parking lot. That's the problem. Big cement wall. So he, he's like, what am I going to do? You're <laughs> going to trip. Hit, hit the pole is what he ended <laughs> up doing. Hit the pole. Yeah. So he hits a pillar, basically. Um, and then. Uh, where are we They're here? filming it again. State of the art cell phones. We got going on here. Big theme in this movie is all the state of the art technology that's in this movie. State of the art flip, flip phones. Yeah. They all had cameras on them. Uh-huh. Um, everybody so he immediately crashes the car dk goes past him then everybody goes up the up to the the surface yeah everyone i just put in my notes everyone gets into different elevators yeah and and bow wow breaks the fourth wall when he gets into his elevator yeah (laughs) he gives a little wink because he's surrounded by 15 girls who aren't gonna fuck him (laughs) (laughs) uh and then we get han he goes up alone um so anyway Han seems completely unfazed by his car getting smashed because yeah. <laughs> he's seen it get smashed. And Sean is hitting cars like left, like he's never driven before. Yeah. Like, it's like he's just like scraping into walls and just hitting parked cars. And, you know, it's like he's a uh, in Roman Pierce, king of uh, Barstow back yeah. in his demolition. He'd be a great demolition driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, Han's just eating candy. He doesn't care. Yeah. And uh, Sean, like you said, he smashes into three parked cars. So he's hit. He hits a pole or a pillar. He hits a wall. Then he hits three parked cars, which presumably belong to racers who are yeah. presumably criminals because everyone in this world's a criminal. That's a theme in this movie where they hit cars and they're like, well, as long as we just get away from the car everything is fine everyone's like cheering and laughing and i'm like yeah. no one's kicking this guy's ass he just ruined three cars <laughs> they treat yeah they treat cars like it's just like a disposable like trash bag like they're just yeah. like ah, it ripped like wheel. it broke yeah like a hot wheel well, my mom will get me another one yeah. uh so anyway dk drifts up the ramp which is very sweet that's that sweet shot that you were talking yeah. about from the trailer and he wins the race uh Han's car is destroyed 
Uh, but again, he seems fine with it. And Does Han, it. yeah, I put it in my notes. Han is the nicest gangster of all time. And we see that play out through this entire movie. Han yeah. is the nicest criminal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And also from my auto appraising experience, so much work to that car. They have to replace a whole side of that car. <laughs> and, Han's even... like, yeah. and Han's like, well, I probably shouldn't have given the keys to the guy I just met. But at least I know who he is now. The high school kid that I just met. We, we get into that later. But uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he, he, wait, where is this? Uh, yeah, Han's the nicest gangster of all time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we cut Sean, to Sean. Yeah, he loses. He goes home. He goes home. He's late for curfew. Major's pissed. He's, and have you been racing, Sean? So he says, you then, have oil on your collar. Who is she? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I was like, why didn't he jump to a girl or like drugs? Why did, why did he go with racing? Is that, that's such a weird reason to show up at 10 p.m. Yeah, not even that late. It's like a movie. He went to a late night movie. Who cares? Yeah, in all Japanese. Uh, here's my other, here's my Japan culture lesson number two. Apparently all Japanese Yakuza organized uh, drifting races end by 10 p.m. Well, yeah, curfew, dude. <laughs> Joe, Get there's school tomorrow. <laughs> criminals engaging in underground street racing illegally. They're not monsters. It's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They got to get a good night's sleep. Right. They got to be at school tomorrow. Some of them, because these Yakuza's are of some age a lot of them are in high school <laughs> um yeah so very cool unlike the first one where the cops come and they bust everything up cops are nowhere to be found and we find out later why uh so the Which major logic by the way the logic of why the japanese culture number three insane. culture lesson. it's so nuts so anyway uh major kicks sean out for the first time but not mm. really because <laughs> Apparently, uh, Major's parenting style is firm yet rudderless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get real mad at you and give you no particular direction to try yeah. to. We don't really know where he's going to end up. We just know he's going to threaten something and not follow through. That's all yeah. we know about Major. That classic military dad response. That's right. Yeah. No, no regimen, f- no, no form, no, no nothing. No physical force, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, he sends Sean to his closet room. <laughs> A la Carrie. <laughs> so anyway, next day, uh, all the Japanese kids are disappointed in Sean. They kind of look at him as he goes throughout the, the hall. Yeah. And Han is at the school, and he's got a sweet orange-black Mazda RX-7 fail side, which I want badly, but it's 100K, so I'm not going to get it. Uh, yeah, that's why you're not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is why I'm not going to get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the exact reason. <laughs> So, uh, Han drives Sean to a sauna mm-hmm. and he says, there's a guy with a paw in there that owes me money. Yeah. And this uh, is where gets the idea that Han might not be as good of a guy as we think. Cause oh, yeah. before this, we have no idea if, who, you know, if he's a good guy, he's a bad guy. And now we're like, Oh, he's mixed up with some folks. Yeah. He's mixed up with some, some shite. Yeah. Uh, and there sure is. There is a big old fat guy in there and he's a sumo wrestler mm-hmm. and he kicks Sean's ass yes but sean proves himself enough to han that he lets sean drive his even nicer car (laughs) 100k car (laughs) fast and the furious theme the white protagonist gets all the benefit of the doubt in the world there's never any repercussions for what he does with the other characters if he's destroying their car or backstabbing them or anything like that 
none of that makes it into the negative tally. So. Yeah. Unless you're Vince in the first movie, which if you talk to the girl, it's all bets off. You get gay slurs, you get good deals on burgers and fries. That's but other right. than that, there's no repercussions for these. As long things. as you're not talking to women. Actually, that's kind of the truth in these movies. As long as you're not talking to a woman, you're safe. You're right. That's the only thing anybody <laughs> ever gets any like repercussion. That's the only time hell rains down on anybody is if they it's, talk to a woman. It's the start of every conflict in every one of these movies. Um. So anyway, yeah, Sean's got People his ass can't kicked. see it, but I'm covering my face in just frustration <laughs> with these movies. We're a third of the way there, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Sean is now Han's mule, basically. Yeah. And Sean, uh, Sean lays down a ground rule. He says, only if you teach me how to drift. Sean's got fucking balls. <laughs> Sean's got yeah. Paul Walker balls. <laughs> Han says, this isn't a negotiation. And he says, I wasn't negotiating. So... It's a demand on top of a demand to <laughs> which Han has to respond. <laughs> it sounds like nego- whatever you want to call it. That's negotiation, Sean. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, Han agrees kind of, I mean, I guess he just is yeah. fine with it. Then Han takes Sean to DK's hideout, which is an arcade. And Whole mess of video games. Check that box. Here we go. <laughs> we got the video games in. Yeah. Um, all we need next is the arts, you know, the the drawing, the painting. Anyway, uh, DK's right hand man, I didn't, I never got his name. He's just Morimoto. Morimoto. Okay, Morimoto. so Morimoto yeah. challenges Sean to a race and calls him a gaijin. Uh, and the terms of this race are Han's seventy two Skyline for DK's eighty six Corolla. Mm-hmm. And Han still doesn't know if Sean can drive. Yeah, but but he's gonna let him race for him. Yeah, and this is where it solidifies for me. DK is just Teddy KGB. He's just a he's a guy living his life. Sure, he's yeah. doing crimes. He was challenged to a race. He beat him in the race. And yeah. now he's the bad guy. Yeah. In Rounders, Teddy KGB was challenged to a game of poker, won said game of poker, and became the antagonist somehow. That's that's all that happened in this right. one, too. All because he wasn't like, oh, you know what? Why don't you take a 10 grand? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he tried. You know, he's like, you made a bet, you lost, now you owe me. Like, it's not, yeah. And it's how street racing works. Um, So anyway, Han still doesn't know if Sean can drive. That's important. (laughs) Because he's putting up another, yet another car. Yes. Um, So anyway. This is when he he gets the the Evo? Oh, they'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, So anyway, Han and DK discuss business over pocky snacks so they're trying to fit as many asian stereotypes this reminds you you're in japan here. you're in japan guys remember in case you didn't notice because everyone in the scene's japanese <laughs> um anyway dk's mad about han being late with a shipment and we don't know of what uh han reassures him everything is okay yes so anyway uh we flash forward sean meets neela outside mm-hmm. uh well this is the same night right yeah. And uh, and Neela still doesn't want Sean to be a part of this world. Um, Sean assumes Neela's an army brat, and he is 0 for 1, cowboy. 0 for 1. And this is the second time he's been called cowboy in this in this scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a notorious Japanese slur for white people. So cowboy? Mad. Should be you, censored, in my opinion. Should have a big old the, bleep there. Uh, come on. Get with the program. It's snowman, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's snowman. Um. So anyway, uh, Sean, oh yeah, yeah. 
Han reveals uh, that DK isn't really Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, his uncle is, and he's yeah. just kind of playing Yakuza in his back room. Yeah. And Han has a great line here that I liked. Why can't you find a nice Japanese girl like all the other white guys around here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great line. Valid point. Um, why are you going after the one that's going to get you killed? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, anyway, Han uses DK. Oh, we find out that Han uses DK to keep his uncle from poking around in his business. He says, 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. And I'm not sure what that means. I was lost there. <laughs> I mean, he it's what he's saying is that's the cost of doing business in Tokyo. And uh, Uncle, we don't, Uncle Kamada's uh, thing. So he's got to pay 50%, but it's better than not being able to do business. But so would he have to pay 50% anyway? Why is D, or does DK prevent him from paying more or... Because he's, we find out, okay, so we find out later he's partners with DK. Yeah. So because he's partners with DK, Kamada is allowing him to work in his territory. But if he wasn't partners with DK, Kamada, well, no, Kamada would shut him out, I think. Is what oh, it okay. Is. I see. Yeah, I that see. that's how I took it, was that he's got to he's gotta go in with DK so that he can work. Otherwise, Kamada is going to either shut him out, snuff him out, or, you know, Take all his business. Yeah, you're 100% right. That's yeah. exactly what he meant. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, so anyway, Sean asks a lot of important questions, and Han answers none of them. Okay? <laughs> so here's the first one. <laughs> he asks, why don't you race DK? And these answers essentially, because I need something important to race for. Yeah. That's not an answer, Han. Sorry. Uh, second one is, <laughs> yeah, Sean's like, huh? And he's like, yeah. okay. Why are you letting me race your car? And he says, because you're DK's kryptonite. No, he's not. Again, kryptonite <laughs> he lost. Superman. <laughs> and he smashed your car. He lost in insane fashion. He didn't even make the first turn. He didn't even start to win. It wasn't even like neck and neck. It was he got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. He, he, what is he talking about? <laughs> and Han, what we find yeah. out is Han does not answer questions. The whole movie, <laughs> he gives weird kind of like, platitude lines like almost you know don't mean to sound racist here fortune cookie lines like one line answers to questions that need answering yeah um so anyway we get our third japanese culture lesson here sean speeds by a cop and we find out that japanese cops do not bother with street racers and what was the logic for that jeff because if your car can go over 180 kilometers per hour they don't even bother because their cars can't right <laughs> they don't even try okay never mind the fact they don't call they, ahead set up a roadblock nothing yeah you could have i don't know one car um maybe a mile and a half back and then another car maybe two miles ahead that could i, I don't know catch the roadblock i mean i don't it feels like there's ways around this i'm assuming they have spike strips in japan right i would assume so also they it's not a sustainable 180 because how did they get there they hit the nas baby Right. They hit the Nas. They got Nas in Japan. They got Nas. They we, boy do they. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we flash forward to a club scene. Yes. Han has a back room full of bitches <laughs> and bow wow. <laughs> this is what I love. So this is what I love. There is a club. Then there is a back hallway. Then yes. there is a club. Correct. Then there is another back hallway that leads to a garage. massive garage. <laughs> I want to see the architecture of this building on the outside. Yeah, it's like three chambers. <laughs> it's weird. And again, this is another 14-year-old party scene. 
Okay, but Bow Wow breaks down this 14-year-old party scene. Bow Wow has the greatest unnecessary breakdown of why models go to clubs, and I wrote it all down because I, I, ha- I couldn't believe my ears. Let's hear it, Shad. Here we go. Check it out. See, Tokyo is the fashion capital on this side of the planet, all right? Now, imagine you've been posing all day. I mean, that's a lot of hard work. Not only do you get tired, but on top of that, you want to have a little fun. But you can't, because you don't even know nobody in town. And most of the guys around here are too chicken shit to even try picking up one. So what do you do? Well, what do you do, Bow Wow? Man, you talk to the little dude who makes you laugh. Look, I don't just think outside of the box. I tear it up. That's my thing. Sorry, Han. Bow Wow wins. He didn't give an answer at all. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's going for here. <laughs> This is insane. None of that makes any sense. I I rewound that five times. I'm like, what is he trying to say here? I don't get it. He went from A to D, but there's no B or C in there. It's just nonsense. Yeah, it's Uh, gibberish. So then he tries to sell him, immediately tries to sell American Snickers to Japanese girls. I didn't know they had, there was a difference there between Japanese Snickers and American Snickers. Well, what's funny too is everybody says that American snacks are the worst because we use high fructose corn syrup instead of sugar. But apparently they want it in Japan. But apparently, yeah, but it, Japanese models want to eat Snickers. Yeah, that's that's why they we love Mexican Coke is because they use real sugar instead of right. high fructose corn syrup. But I guess in Japan they want the trash. They're like, give me the garbage. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe the Snickers are the short dude who makes them laugh. Of the candy world. Yeah, which if you're going to a model party. Why do you think anybody's buying Snickers? Nobody is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe 20 of them are splitting that Snickers. With yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they find that Snickers like, a ba- like it's a bag of M&Ms. Like, they're just doling it. Everybody's getting a little piece and that's it. Yeah, it's not your target audience. No. Uh, or your target customer base. So anyway, Han Shoshan is gigantic garage in this club. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of Nas, lots of spoilers. Nas on uh, motorcycles, which complete they linger on it completely throws Chekhov's gun out the window because yeah. i'm like i'm like oh man we're gonna get nas on bikes we're gonna get this nope not at all no nope. instead we get introduced to uh i guess this would be like lesson number four even though i didn't mark it as such but we see his weird little women cubbies i wrote that down too on gets his weird women cubbies that they just slide into and go away for the night i don't know what's going on here <laughs> they're they're their little cages you put a like when you put the the blanket on top of the cage for the bird to make it not think it's nighttime you just put them in the cubby close it they go to sleep yeah i was claustrophobic with majors living conditions but this is way worse this is a tube, yeah. this, is <laughs> a tube. this is a uh, they stacked up it's bunk beds with walls that's all it is <laughs> yeah well they're like these circular entry point you just slide yourself in they're like you ever been to a mortuary? They're like mortuary. <laughs> weird. And if a girl dies, you just uh, just board it up. It slides right out. You slide a new cubby in, and you're good to go. Yeah, it's got burners in there. You just flick it on, and then you <laughs> the next girl. How do you think they make Nas? <sighs> yeah, uh, creepy little scene there. So um, anyway, he gives Sean a car. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Sure, you crashed the one car I gave you before, but here's another car, which I'm sure you won't crash. I'm sure there won't be a, a series of scenes of you crashing this car into the various yeah, things. That's not you at all. But Sean immediately smashes the car as he practices drifting on docks. 
<laughs> the dock with the, montage. Which the two old fishermen are amazing. That's Japanese culture lesson number four. Even <laughs> old fishermen know how to drift in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it's cultural knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so we get, oh, I put down this quick note. I'm starting to realize that this is just Karate Kid with drifting. Yeah, and then they even call that out later on. Later on, yeah, yeah. Han is Mr. Miyagi. He's teaching Sean the ways of drifting uh, so he can beat Cobra Kai, or the Yakuza in this case. Uh, the speeches start to make sense. The training makes sense. And we got a white kid learning about Japanese shit at the end of the day, right? Uh, so anyway, Sean's dad shows his engineless Mustang. We flash to Sean's dad at his garage. He's working on an engineless Mustang. Mm-hmm. And Sean says it has potential. Foreshadowing. Uh-oh. Uh, anyway, next day at school, uh, Neela's tech crew grabs Sean. And I didn't even know they knew Sean, but apparently they do. I guess so. Because uh, they've only been <laughs> in that one scene from before. Let, let's be clear. Let's be fair here. There is one white guy in the school. So they don't need to know Sean. They just need to know that Sean is the one white guy in this school. That's true. But why are they, I mean, why are they going for Sean? Why are they friends with Bow Wow? I, there's never any relationship that we sense there. Um, but anyway, they grab Sean to come help Bow Wow because he's getting mm-hmm. his ass kicked upstairs by uh, Morimoto. Morimoto. Yeah, Morimoto. Who I thought are... was in his 20s. <laughs> <When Yeah. he's... laughs> he goes but to no, high school. I thought he was an Iron Chef. Iron Chef Morimoto, huh? And then, yeah, I don't watch it. Uh, but anyway, oh. yeah. So anyway, I don't. I don't like cookie shows. Anyway, yeah. that's for another podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, I also put actually. I thought the tech crew was also in their twenties. <laughs> so no, everybody is. Maybe this is like a remedial school, and everybody is in their twenties, but they just haven't graduated high school yet. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. So, yeah, we get Morimoto beating up Twinkie for selling him a broken uh, iPod slash VHS slash DVD player. Oh, wait, really quick before we get into that, I put a quick note. Either that, right, either uh, they're all in their 20s or all Japanese kids have time to go to school, study for exams, organize garage races and pledge the Yakuza in the same day. You don't? Joe, we all get... Joe, we all get the same 24 hours. It's up to you to decide what to do with it. How do these kids do it, man? How do they do it? <laughs> man, they're, this they're is what happens when, when you live your life a quarter mile at a time, which they don't. They live it a, a drift, one drift at a time. One drift. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, bodyguards beating up Bow Wow, as you said, for selling him a broken iPod. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean gives the bodyguard his iPod, which is kind of a vindication for the earlier bullying scene, right? Yeah. But then Bow Wow was pissed because now everyone will try to ask for refunds instead of beating the shit out of him. (laughs) Has he tried not selling broken garbage? Yeah. Has he tried tried that? Yeah, probably should try that and uh, not worry about guys coming to his rescue. But anyway... Bodyguard spits into his fists and walk away. That's a weird move. <laughs> Very weird move. Because then you have a spitty fist. And that's... Who's that Who's that hurting but you? Just you. Well, and the person who has to touch the doorknob after you. I guess so. Um, but anyway, tech crew does not get to Sean's uh, defense. They just walk away. <laughs> yeah, they're like... <laughs> they cost oh, all this. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, Neela's kind of impressed. And that's who's important in this movie. Of course, yeah. So then we get a soccer scene where we learn that Bow Wow can play soccer. Uh, are you starting to get the sense that they're running out of ways to squeeze Bow Wow into this movie? Yeah, I think so. And a guy gets in his face calling for a foul, which really feels more like a basketball move. 
you know? And then, right. and then Bow Wow's like, Han, please help me. And he's like, do I look like a zebra? Yeah. No, you look like Han. <laughs> That's your name. It's Han. <laughs> so and anyway, then we get the Han backstory. Okay. Well, first we get Han dodging another question. Uh, How'd you end up here? Is the question asked him. And his answer, you know those old westerns where the cowboys make a run for the border? Well, this is my Mexico. You're not answering the question, Han. <laughs> not an answer. answer. Just give me a goddamn straight answer. We get another one. Uh, wait, why... wait, I realize that Han would, if you just went, Han, what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, I mean everything. I mean yeah, nothing. every everything he says, you could just be like, Han, what do you mean by that? I don't understand. And then he'd right. be stuck. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, we get the second time this question gets asked and doesn't get answered. Uh, why do you let Sean race your car when you knew he'd smash it? He says, why not? Dude, just answer question. <laughs> just answer question already, all right? We're all wondering it. You got it. You got the answer. Just say Why it. not? Yeah. We, we're we not in your head, Han. Give us, give us an answer, you know? Yeah. Give us the benefit of the doubt here, like you give Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, there's a profound line. Makes no sense. Uh, it's trust and character I need around me. Mm-hmm. You know, who you choose to be around... Who you choose to be around you lets you know who you are. And one car for knowing what a man's made of, that's a price I can live with. Uh, yeah. An Which... army brat who smashes things that don't belong to him. Houses, cars, doesn't matter. And also yeah. Dom. We find out later who's a sociopath. <laughs> and Dom, yeah, a sociopath. But the thing is, too, yeah, he's like, who you choose to be around lets you know who you are. So a wannabe Yakuza is your best friend? Yeah, and and... High school kids that smash yeah. their cars. That's who he hangs out with. I want to be Yakuza guy and high school kids. So like, I get the impression watching this movie, Han is so far above everyone else in this movie, like morally and just like mentally and emotionally. Like the, why is he like, it begs the question, why is he hanging out with any of these people? Yeah. It's, um, it's a very uh, interesting thing, but then um, we get the fast and the furious motto, which is what I think the fast and the furious motto is. Yeah, Which no, is, I agree. You make choices and you don't miss <laughs> that. I said producers of the franchise 100% wrote this line. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's 100% what Bilkins does in the first two. It's what uh, Brian does. It's what everybody does. It's what Sean does. Everybody just makes the decision. They don't look back. And right. Han does it in this movie because he's like, well, I'm going to let this kid smash my car. And he's never like, maybe that wasn't a good idea. But he just moves forward. No. But um, but yeah, we get this whole Han ba- uh, origin story, I guess. Um, yeah. of this is his Mexico and all that goodness. So um, well, it seems like, like you said, the logic that drives every one of these movies and ultimately the franchise. It's why we've got nine of these. Mm-hmm. Just make decisions, don't look back. That's yep. what the producers are saying. That's what the writers are saying. That's what the directors say. Just make the decision. Don't think too hard about it. Um. Anyway, uh, we find out that Han doesn't drift to win. He drifts for phone numbers, and we get this scene where he spins out around two hot girls that are parked at a stoplight, and then yep. he gets their phone number. Which we got in the um, the trailer. I call it the escalation of the the drive-in stare. It's the the drift-in stare. Very true. Yeah, it's it's definitely a callback. And uh, anyway, then we get a montage of Sean learning how to drift, uh-huh. and. We get his line. There's no wax on, wax off to drifting. You got to feel it. I'm like, yep, yeah, this is Karate Kid. <laughs> yep. And then there's also him with Bow Wow selling stuff. 
the next in the one. montage. Because because you know you got to show a lot of things happening at once, remind everyone of what's going on, <laughs> <laughs> and with every shot you show a little improvement. Because the show and all the it took too long. Too long. We need a montage. You need a montage. Because <laughs> see Brian in anything, drifting, straight line driving, selling junk on the street. If you want to go from a beginner to a pro, <laughs> you need a montage. There's a lot of stuff happening in this montage. There's Obi Han Kenobi teaching Sean to use the drift force. <laughs> There's it's intercut with scenes of Bow Wow grifting random people. Uh huh. And boy, do we get do we get an Easter egg here? I think we might, because Han is handing DM or DM DK money mm-hmm. while leaning on, say it so, Jeff, a portable VHS DVD combo player. <laughs> it's Easter all connected. The whole Fast and Furious universe all comes together. I'm in. I'm in for the rest <laughs> of the movie. Do whatever you want to be. We're, they're selling these things. They got to be selling them somewhere. So I guess they're shipping them back to Japan. <laughs> they go to Japan. They go back to America. Dom's the America guy. Han is the Japanese guy. It all it all comes together. It all makes sense now. Uh, Sean is moving in with Han. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sean Wait, decides to quick, move out. Real quick, at the end of this training montage, we still don't know what the point of this movie is. We don't know where the flexion point is going to happen. I thought it was going to be Twinkie not giving Uncle Kamada a cut. That's what I thought it was going to be. Interesting. Because okay. he's, he's grifting, he's selling, he's getting these products for somewhere. It's some sort of black market. So at this point, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, this mon- this part of the montage has to matter. Turns out it doesn't. It does not, <laughs> it does not None matter. Of it matters. But and- we're like an hour, over an hour into this movie almost. And I still don't, at this point, we still don't know what, like, we have an idea. It's going to be some sort of... He and DK are going to fight over Neela and have a race. But at this point, it's it's like there's all these plot lines just going in a straight line, and none of them are coming together. Yeah, we don't know which one's going to win out, basically. Yeah, yeah at this point, I'm, I'm like guessing. I'm like, okay, so Twinkie is not giving Uncle Kamada a cut. There's the problem. Han's going to vouch for them. And, you know, then, then DK is going to be like, okay... Well, if you race me, you know, we'll we'll call this even or whatever. And 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 that's where I think the 72 skyline and the A6 scroller are coming in. But that's another time that they just take Chekhov's gun and just throw it out the window. They just keep bringing these things up and just abandoning them. Right. Although they do have that race. They have that race later on. Oh, that's do. the race where he beats the bodyguard, right? But it takes a oh, half hour to get to, so you don't even realize it's the same race unless this. you're tracking yeah. it. Insane. Uh, so any, but first what happens is Sean's moving out of his dad's shitty little shanty town. Mm-hmm. And he's moving in with Han. And apparently Twink lives there too. Really weird, yeah. Very weird. Uh, so Sean beats Morimoto in the drift mm-hmm. race. Here we go. And we're an hour in, right? Uh, bodyguard tantrums in his car. And they took a long time to get to this race. I put in my notes. Yeah, so, I forgot that. that uh, so yeah, they do pay the 86 Corolla uh, 72 Skyline bet off. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> So then Sean asks Neela on a drift date, which mm-hmm. involves vending machine food and mountain road drifting. And this is after we see his amazing screen name, where we get an idea of what Bama his accent boy. is. Bama underscore yeah, he's not boy. Cajun. He's Bamman. He's Bamman. Yeah. So he's Bama underscore boy. Uh, yeah. So it would have been nice if Neela had a screen name that revealed a little bit more too, like <laughs> like which part of Australia she's from, or like you know whatever. 
Um, there anyway. is a trivia for that, so I will get you what it is. It's in Japanese, though, so that's why we don't know. Okay. But keep going. I'll tell you the trivia for what her uh, screen name is. Okay, so we're on the date. We find out that Gaijin is Neela's N-word, and uh, they use... <laughs> They used to call her that as a kid. Uh, Neela and Sean exchange backstories. Neela says, my mom came to Japan from Australia. She worked in a hostess bar, quote unquote, and yeah. died when Neela was 10. Uh, and DK's grandmother eventually adopts her. So that's the yes. connection now between DK and Neela, which makes her whole relationship with DK pretty fucked up. Really <laughs> weird. So she moved in when she was, yeah, she moved in when she was 10 She's 16, 17 now. Yeah. He's presumably an adult. How long has he wanted to, like... How long has he been preying on this girl? Exactly. <laughs> say it, I mean, Jeff. The term grooming comes to mind. Because you get a sense every time she's around, she's, like, under some weird spell, right? Yeah. It's like, he's, like, got this control over her. It's very creepy. So, anyway. Yeah. And uh, her, Sean... screen name, her screen name is Drift Girl in Japanese. Doesn't tell shit. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Sean tries to level up with his general or his uh, backstory, which is just generally that he's a fuck up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Right. He's like, yeah, my life's hard, too. Uh, this is just me paraphrasing. Yeah, my life's hard, too. I fucked up shit for my mom for the past 16 years. We keep having to move from house to house. <laughs> state to state. You know, I wear out my welcome pretty quickly. And I like uh, you know, I've had my problems, too. Her mom died. Like, what are you fucking yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Her mom died. His story was like, I got a ticket the day after getting my driver's license. Right. And that's not even the worst part of her life. We don't know that yet. We yeah. don't know the worst parts yet. Let's be clear here. Her mom died, and she was brought into a mob family. Correct. <laughs> and <laughs> he's, like, he's like, well, I got a speeding ticket, like, the first day I had my license. Yeah, I've, I've been to Bama. I've been to Georgia. I've been to North Carolina. Crash my cars in all those places. All of them. I can't go back because I might go to juvie. All right. Uh, I fled the country. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we get the only fucking CGI of this movie, and it ruined it. It ruined the moment. I kind of was liking this movie. And then we get fucking CGI in an unnecessary driftline scene up a mountainside. Yeah. Which is like their version of uh, Makeout Point, I guess. Yeah. They all it's drift their... behind each other. It's so dumb. It's it is an unnecessary. But I mean, it's it's showing that like Neela's founder people, uh, what's his face, uh, Sean has founder has found his people. They're 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 together. They're finding bonding. their people. They're bonding. But it is completely unnecessary. Unfortunately, she's not handbraking while drifting, which is a big no no. That's the first rule. You got a handbrake, and then you got a power over. Over, not over. under. Oh, um, wow. Can you power through? That's what he know. tried to do with the pole. Should be powered through. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work with cement. Um, anyway, DK finds out, beats the shit out of Sean. Uh, Morimoto spits gum at Bow Wow. This guy's big into spitting. A lot of spitting. And Neela finds out about this, and she leaves DK. And DK, we get, like, really the most intense scene of the movie. Super evil. Like, this scene is just... yeah intense it's got great music it's shot well it's dark in this back room basically dk is taunting neela for having a prostitute mom which is a great way by the way to win back a girl's heart absolutely <laughs> i need to try that <laughs> mom's a whore don't leave me <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh basically says she'd be a whore too if not for his family mm -hmm. 
uh, great evil scene for DK. Really intense. Yeah. I really liked his acting. I just like, I liked her acting. I liked the whole thing, that whole scene. Yeah. Um, anyway, we cut to Sean and two techies working on the same car, which seems like overkill. <laughs> it's like too, too, too many people under the hood yeah. of that car. Hey, we missed the part where uh, 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 DK comes and just punches Sean. And no, I said the... that. He beats the shit out of him. I just oh, okay, I that. missed that. Because I don't know. So that's supposed to establish DK is a bad guy, right? Right. He says well, the only I've, thing you'll be driving is a... a bad guy this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only thing you'll be driving is a wheelchair. So he's bad. But in the last movie, Tej says you'll be eating your breakfast through a straw. He's a good guy. The first movie, Dom beat a guy into... <laughs> he halved his IQ. And he's a good guy. So I don't know what beating people does. If it signifies if you're a good guy or a bad guy. It just is, Jeff. It's it a just part is. of the natural world of Tokyo Drift. Or All Fast right. and the Furious. All right, then. So then, yeah. So so Sean and the two techs and then Neela shows up. Neela shows up. She's crying. So yeah. uh, we get the sense it's over. And she's maybe moving into, into Han's uh, little... Little cubby holes. Yeah, cubby holes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the uncle shows up. The infamous uncle finally shows up. Do you know who? Uh, and he shows up at DK's and mm-hmm. chastises him for not being good at math. <laughs> but do you know who plays the uncle? Who is that? He looks familiar. It's Hattori Hanzo from Kill Bill, baby. Oh, that's why he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's killing it. He's he's a real uh, kind of ominous force in this movie. Yeah, I knew he looked familiar, but I couldn't I couldn't peg him. This is after Kill Bill, isn't it? This is after Kill Bill. Yeah. Ah, so he, he uh, yeah, because Kill Bill was 2003, 2004. Okay. And, uh, and I, he's probably like a huge actor in Japan. All these guys are probably huge actors probably. in Japan. I just we're just like, look at this loser. Who's this idiot? <laughs> Bow Wow's anyway. the biggest star in this movie. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> I can almost guarantee he's not, but he is to us. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, he makes the claim that Han has been stealing from them this entire mm-hmm. time. And he's caught it in the books. DK's not happy. He's very ashamed by this. So he storms to Han's garage and points a gun at Han. Yeah. And then Bow Wow saves the day, a la Tyrese, and he lowers a garage door so no one can escape. <laughs> and it distracts. But, but you can't because you just have to crawl under the... You just have to bend over. So there's a There's a continuity issue here because you see the door shut to the ground. And then you see later, as Sean's escaping in his car, that it's cracked because it fell on a car. So some continuity issues immediately with this. But just interesting that Bow Wow's big plan is shut the garage doors. Now no one can escape. And the guy with the gun can rule the day. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, Han escapes out the back. uh, And again, I said, yeah, serious, too fast, too furious vibes in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean runs over bodyguard, or Morimoto, and escapes out the partially open garage door. And we get a race that ensues here, and everyone's drifting, okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, we go from a junkyard to the freeway where everyone drives four miles per hour. Uh, that probably should have been Japan lesson number five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then city crowded with people, okay? We got hundreds of people in this intersection, okay? And yes. this car is speeding, presumably at like 100 miles per hour at them, drifting at them. And they all coordinate like a hive mind, and they get out of the way. They just spread. Like, it had to be CGI. Japanese fact number five. Like Japanese yeah. fact number five. All they Japanese have a hive people mind. are sims. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Crazy. Um, 
the bodyguard dies in a head-on collision during this thing. Yeah. Rest uh, in peace, Moto. R.I.P. Moto. And then DK is driving backwards. We get the from the trailer. And he's shooting mm-hmm. into Han's car. Um, and Han. Oh yeah, I don't mean to. I was just about to say Han's dead. Han dies. <laughs> Han, Han dies by a Mercedes. And his sweet orange black Mazda RX-7 dies. And I'm not sure which I'm more sad about because that car rules. He rules too. But here's what I don't understand. He gets hit by a Mercedes who seems to have some sort of cow catcher on it because he just like picks up the uh, his car and just like drags it and just like flips it upside down. And then yeah. boom, Han's dead. Yeah. I mean, the the uh, gas line broke or something and yeah. it blows up. We got I a guess. nice explosion here. So anyway, DK hunts down Sean. He's not he's not finished. He came for Sean, too. And yeah. uh, points a gun at him. But Major saves the day. Major Boswell. Was, Major Boswell's got his own gun. He's a military man. Yep. And then Major, he scares off Han. Neela goes with Han. Or scares off DK. Sorry. Neela agrees to go with DK to defuse the situation. And then Major says, I'm putting you on a plane tonight. And he doesn't follow through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yet again. He's like, um, actually, actually, no, you won't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Dad, I'm not. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then he has another line. Uh, At least you're not redoing my mistakes. What kind of fucked up awesome teenage years did Major Boswell have? <laughs> I want a prequel. I need a prequel. Need... Lady. I need a prequel. With Noodle Lady. I want to know how they met. Maybe this is an old flame. I need to know these things. We don't know. Okay, so then Bow Wow tries to get Sean to leave town. Mm-hmm. And, but Sean wants to confront the Yakuza. Because Sean doesn't understand his situation. And, uh... But anyway, Bow Wow then gives Sean the money that Han stole. And Sean turns around and gives that money to the uncle, Mr. Mm-hmm. Kamada. He, he goes to the Yakuza base, gives the money, says this money was already yours as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we notice Sean can speak fluent Japanese now. Which... Very weird. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, you spend enough time there. I, I, I would have liked to see that in the montage. Yeah. And presumably, like, slang and, like, complex sentences with slang. Because, like, he's talking to Yakuza, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, very interesting. Would have liked to get a little bit more of that. Um, but anyway, Sean apologized, offers a peaceful solution. A death race on Murder Mountain. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> Loser leaves town. In a body bag. In a body bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bow Wow claims that DK is the only man to ever survive this this stretch which is why and he says this is this is why he chose it but really it was sean's idea yeah it's it's, he's like that's why he chose murder mountain he's like uh i chose murder mountain because i'm too stupid to know any better (laughs) uh so we get a montage now another Mm -hmm. montage another montage montage of sean uh and his crew rebuilding the major's mustang Mm -hmm. the major's thrown the keys to to his his son to let him Which, go why kill himself on a mountain. Why, why does it have keys? Doesn't Good have point. an engine. <laughs> why does it have keys? Let me let me lock this frame of a car. I mean, it has an ignition, but like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares exactly? Um, so yeah, we get the montage where they're going to rebuild this old '67 Ford Mustang fastback uh, with the Mona Lisa of all engines, baby. Woo! from Han's crushed beer can yeah Yeah. Han rest in peace we're gonna rip apart your car yeah (laughs) we're gonna smash it again just for you (laughs) uh 
uh, Nissan Silvia, yeah, that he smashed in that first drift race. Uh, so this is a super sweet car when it all gets finished up. It's got a nice, uh, sweet black white paint job. Mm-hmm. There's white paint, uh, white race stripes over the top. And we get our final race. It's the 67 Ford Mustang versus the 2000 versus DK's 2000, 2006 Nissan 350Z. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we, we get a- another, yet another montage of the state of the art cell phones. Correct. Yeah, Where it goes through the through the cell phones and just really hammering down that they're on the cutting edge of technology here in what 2006. Yeah, which I think they had video, but I don't think they had night video. I don't think no, you could I don't see shit on those <laughs> night. I don't video. think so. Yeah, uh, but this is in the dead of night. This race, um, so we, we get a solid race scene here. It's really intense. Uh, DK resorts to ramming Sean's car. Uh, which ends up being his downfall since he misses and wipes out at mm-hmm. the end. But uh, everyone's recording on the flip phones. I said that. Uh, quickly realize that it's just Sean. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so there's a sweet shot where the camera kind of flies over the edge of the cliff. And we think, like, Sean's killed himself. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my first reaction. But That's what uh, I thought, too. But it's obviously shot that way that, like, he's sensing that he's going to go over the cliff. So he, that's when he turns the drift on. It's kind of a sweet little shot there. And uh, we get the spoiler. I thought I said it was a hood yesterday. Uh, yeah. but it turns out it's a spoiler hitting the windshield. And it looks yeah. like just like a pebble. Hit. It's you, like this thing would you know, go through and kill Sean. You know what Sean would have needed in, at that point in the race before it hit his window? You know what he could have used? A, uh, this is a spoiler alert. Ah, okay. There you go. There's, there's my joke I wrote for the, for the episode. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Our patented uh, Jeff joke. Uh, so we get, yeah. Oh, here's where we get <laughs> completely DK. derailed the episode. <laughs> totally derailed it. But then DK derails himself and he tries to ram Sean that's and Sean. Ab- yeah. That's patented Joe transition. He, uh, Sean avoids DK flies off the cliff, but then Sean's coming around the curve. A little bit of a time issue here. <laughs> he has to narrowly avoid DK's falling car onto him. So he's made yeah. it around the turn, drifted, right? Because he's not driving straight, which is slower. Drifting is slower than actually driving straight ahead. Um, and then he has to miss the car hitting him, mm-hmm. uh, which makes for a sweet little scene. But if you think about it too hard, you're like, um, <laughs> so anyway, Kamada comes up and he says, you're free to go uh, or stay. Didn't he win? Wasn't that at the point? Yeah. Like, does DK have to go? <laughs> also, is, it, is DK like bleeding out? This car, nobody no seems cares. to care that he <laughs> crashed his car down Murder Mountain and flipped it, and everybody's like, "Yeah, go Sean! You've, you've removed weak blood." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that that's the end of that. He's free to go or stay, and, and that's the end of the movie, right, Joe? No, we get our bonus scene that does not come after the credits; it comes before the credits. So Sean is the new DK, as they call him. And Bow Wow is selling more Jordans than ever before. And (laughs) there's a mysterious stranger who wants to race. And he uh, says he knew Han. Says Uh he was family. (gasps) Who likes family? I bet it's it's Vince. Is it Vince? I bet it's Roman. Is it Roman? (laughs) It's It's Monica. It's, it's Ava it's, Mendes. It's obviously not, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. Damn. Jesse's dead. 
<laughs> Still dead. Callback. Callback. Still dead. Because uh, if you die, you stay dead. You stay that's dead. How, that's how it works. <laughs> this, this stays true to life, this franchise. Exactly. So anyway, Sean pulls up on a 1970 Plymouth Roadrunner, uh, powder blue, that is blasting Latin music. And who's inside? It is Dom Toretto. He's Big back, review. baby. He's back. And then he ruins any goodwill I had for this movie acting-wise in the next, like, four minutes. Mumbles his lines out. Uh, but we do get a decent exchange here. Sean says, this ain't no 10-second race. Dom says, I got nothing but time. Yeah, that's a good good line. Ready, set, go. End of, end of movie. That's the end of the movie. Way too late, don't try this at home warning. <laughs> that was really funny. Three movies in, they're like, ooh, maybe we should tell people not to, to do this at home. Yeah, these are dangerous. <laughs> don't do this stuff. Yeah. Don't, so, drive, under, don't drive under semis. <laughs> um, well, they, they, they gave essentially a warning in Too Fast, Too Furious to not drive under semis. Because that Mustang dies. That dude driving die. that Mustang dies. <laughs> yeah. He's dead. He is you dead. you got a pair of eyes, you can see that guy's dead. That guy is dead. Um, anyway, we get the worst closing music so far. Uh, but I do think that this is probably the best movie out of the three. That's what I was going to say. This is this. I agree. This is the best out of the three. Fast and the Furious is easily the worst. Just easily. truly, truly got awful. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know? So here's 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 a fun fact. Um, that uh, Vin Diesel scene you hate so much. Which one's that? I hate a lot the, of them. The, the Vin Diesel one at the end. Oh, the one, end of this movie. The, yeah, end yeah. of the movie. They made the movie and they were like, uh, we need to figure out a way to get this to fit into Fast and the Furious. So they mm. put that on to the end. Do you know what he wanted as payment for that scene and he got? No. The rights to the Chronicles of Riddick movies. I read about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they got him back in the fold. The rights to the Chronicles of Riddick movies. So Excellent. But by the way, yeah, for a man who makes so many great financial decisions in the Fast and the Furious, not a great financial move for Vin Diesel. Not great. So, all right, Joe. So we, we've got three Fast, three Furious, Tokyo Drift in the books. Next one up is Fast and Furious. Dom's back in the fold. So back we get, in the fold. We get Dom again. And I teased the world is going to open up. There's people in this movie, or pers- this movie introduces a character to us that becomes near and dear to everybody's hearts in, in the franchise. So... I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be Sean. That's what anyone would say. But I get the feeling it's not. Joe, Joe, it's Han. Oh. <laughs> it's Han, Joe. So it moves back. I mean, that's good. He's my favorite, without a doubt, my favorite character in the whole movie. I was sad to see him go. Um, and I think he fits in the best. He's like the most unique of everyone. I want. I said throughout the movie, I'm like, he died too soon. He's a champ with the ladies. He has mm-hmm. this incredible backstory. He's not giving us any taste of. Like, I want to know more about Han. It's kind of nice. I'm assuming this moves the timeline. This is the last movie then of all of the movies. This takes place after Fast and the Furious Six. <laughs> after Fast Six, okay. So Han Which doesn't is- make it back for the seventh, eighth, ninth. This takes place after Fast and the Furious Six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is why i kept telling you i kept harping on look at those state-of-the-art cell phones oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no because this movie takes place in 2016 
this changes everything. <laughs> this oh, no. 2016. It is a sequel to Fast and the Furious 6. Oh, I think I might not like this movie now. Joe, it gets better. 24-year-old Sean in 2006, playing a 17-year-old, shows up in Fast 7. So he's now 34 years old. <laughs> Playing a 17-year-old. Or 18, or whatever they're going with. But it's no, because, because this movie, the end of this movie, that Dom scene, is part of Fast 7. Oh, so he's still, like, yeah, he's 18, like 17, 18. 18. So, this is what I've been waiting to tell you the whole time. Oof. <laughs> That's not planned well at all. You built up so much goodwill for this movie. So much excitement. You were... At points, you were gushing about things that they did well, and yeah. then just had to just. How could they ruin it? <laughs> they ruined it because people loved Han, and they were like, "Well, how can we get more Han? We killed him." So I had a sneaking suspicion they were going to do something like that, but like, and I guess you could have a movie that takes place in like two thousand eight or whatever. But if they're that is like from the past, they do that all the time. But yeah. Like if they're using technology. Which, I mean, they're all going to be driving cars that are 2008 models and 2009 models, like, and probably using smartphones. Like, this is going to be a problem. This is going to yeah. be a real problem. It's forward. a big problem. But Han just shows up in Fast 4, and we just have to figure out what's going on. Oh, boy. So, Fast 4, it's coming. And it's going to be our next episode. And I'm a little excited slash hesitant because it gets it's supposed to be the worst movie yeah it's 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 a low point in a franchise that's full of that has a very you know fast and furious was a low point but but this is a low point of a low point this one's pretty rough and then everything takes off that's right yeah it starts to get good as the kids say so all right do you have any other final words final notes for tokyo drift on this one uh are you uh, upset by the revelation? <laughs> yeah, I'm almost at a loss for words. R.I.P. Han, but I'll see you next I'll week. Because <laughs> he goes back in time. Because you hear about when, when he used to roll with me, he loved American muscle or whatever he said. Uh, yeah, don't put women in cubbies. That's what I'm going to leave off on. <laughs> it's not right. I think that's a life lesson for all of us. Another life lesson is to please rate and review on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever service you're using to listen to us. Uh, You can also subscribe there. Um, If you want to just get the RSS feed, the raw feed, you can go to podbean.com and search for the reactionaries. You will find us there. Um, We will be back next week with Fast and Furious. I've been mumbling through The Fast and The Furious, and now I have to be precise because they have great naming conventions in this franchise so thanks for listening everybody for joe this has been jeff take care and you have a good one Bye, Nara. Bye.